Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Whenever Wherever Kids podcast, where we're here to make your weekdays a little better by reading you some awesome stories. I'm Seth, but Mia isn't here today. I am joined by Jack from the Storyverse, though. He's awkwardly standing over in the corner. Jack, go sit down over there by the microphone. Yeah, just put the headphones on. Jack is from episodes 11 and 12. I highly recommend those because they have an amazing moral. So, Jack, why are you here? I'm here to shout out Victor for joining Whenever Wherever Kids podcast on Patreon. Thank you so much, Victor. Yes, thank you, Victor. You're helping keep WWKP alive. I also have to thank David for joining us on Patreon as well. Patrons truly keep this podcast alive, and in return, they get ad-free early episodes, even a shout-out from their favorite character if you'd like. Plus, they get the chance to do an episode with us, or be on What's the Moral? Not to mention, a portion of their funds go to St. Jude's Research Hospital. You can find our page at patreon.com slash whenever wherever kids podcast. Now, today's episode is a little different. Do you remember when Karis wrote episodes for us? She wrote Danny and the Big Bully of 4th Grade, Part 1 and 2, and then Olivia's First Voyage, Part 1. She's back to writing for us now, but she actually wrote a book in 5th grade. It's named Barner, A Deer's Tale, and she sent us a video of her reading chapters 1 and 2. Here it is. Hi, I'm Karis, and today we'll be reading Chapter 1 of Barner, A Deer's Tale. There once was a fawn named Barner. Barner had 44 spots, the color of fading fog. He had three hooves that were midnight black and one that was gray. Barner lived in the forest life section of the zoo. This section consists of deer, possums, and squirrels, all of which are considered boring. Who would say, please, mom, I've got to go to the zoo. I must see the deer. Oh, no, it's always bear cub this and baby lion that. All the lions and their cubs are so prideful, they're not any fun to be around. In Barner's view, he had three and a half visitors. Three and a half visitors, you say? How can one have three and a half visitors? Well, there was a teenage girl who was lost and accidentally stumbled on the deer habitat. At first, she thought they were a herd of moose. The teenage girl began snapping pictures like crazy. Then she read the plaque in front of their exhibit and started deleting the pictures, saying she needed to save her memory for the bears. She muttered something about needing to pay closer attention in zoology class and stormed off. So Barner only counted her as half a visitor. Barner always wanted to live in the wild. He pictured the wild as a perfect place where no one ever compared you to other animals. Little did Barner know that his family was split in the wild. Barner made up his mind that he wanted to escape the zoo. Barner wouldn't put up with one more old lady putting her nose in the air when being forced to pass the mule deer exhibit in order to get to the baboon exhibit. Barner attempted to escape, but his attempts did not go as planned. Thank you for joining us. Today we'll be continuing Barner's adventure with Chapter 2, Operation Alligator. Please tell me about the wild, Barner begged his mom. I don't like to talk about the wild. It's safer in the zoo. Barner's mom sighed as she gazed out of the exhibit to watch a mother 
push a child in a stroller to the baboon exhibit. Please, Barner begged. Barner, his mom looked at him. Not now. This time, Barner knew the conversation was over. Mom, why do people never visit us? Never think the other animals are more special because more humans visit them. God made you just how he wanted you to be. I still wish people would visit us, Barner said gloomily. Every animal has a special purpose, his mother spoke lightly. Now, go play. Barner's mother nodded towards Alice. Alice was a gorgeous young doe whose past was a mystery to Barner. Consequently, they were best friends. Barner trotted over to her. Hi, Alice. Hi, Barner. Barner opened his mouth to speak, but Alice interrupted him. Barner, how did you sleep? Great, Alice, I wanted to ask you. Alice interrupted him again. I had a very fascinating dream. Barner gritted his teeth and said, what was it about? Alice looked at him strangely. That was a very forced smile, Barner. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you about my dream anyway. I dreamed that, hey, Alice, have you ever wanted to be free? Alice's eyes filled with surprise. Barner, you can't be serious. The wild is scary. There are big things that will gobble you up. Alice stared at him, as if waiting for him to scream, just kidding. But the only thing that he said was, I was born in the wild. It can't be that bad. Well, Barner, something must have happened to you or the zookeepers wouldn't have taken you to live in the zoo. You can't tell I was attacked except for my limb. Oh, Barner, it could have been so much worse. What if your mother hadn't been there? My mother was there. That's why I wasn't hurt worse. Alice's voice became much softer. If you escaped now, your mother wouldn't be with you. Barner, another doe from the exhibit stormed over. I always thought you were a sensible fawn. Now what is this rubbish I hear about escaping? Alice's glossy black eyes looked up at the furious doe. You heard us? Alice said in a small voice. It was hard not to hear with you two shouting, Barner's mom said, trotting over. Suddenly, the door opened and a zookeeper brought in food. Barner ran straight at the zookeeper. Barner, you come back here right now. Barner knocked the zookeeper back and started around the corner. Barner trotted as fast as he could. He ran straight to the double doors, where one door stood open and the other shut. Barner crashed into the closed door, which apparently was also locked. Barner quickly stood up, shaking his head, suddenly seeing two of everything, and managed to step through the open door and found a shockingly cold surprise. Ah! Barner yelped as he splashed in the water. There's a deer in the alligator exhibit, screamed a little girl. A zookeeper ran through the door that Barner had just stepped through. Here, I'll help, she said, slipping a tool around Barner's neck. She tugged gently. Barner was in such shock that he didn't need much convincing to be led out of the exhibit. Barner was rushed to the zoo's veterinarian clinic, where a veterinarian bandaged a cut he had gotten from a rock. A zookeeper took him to a rehabilitation area. Barner saw a giraffe with a wounded leg, a squirrel with a bandaged tail, and a possum bearing long red marks on his back. The zookeeper left Barner to occupy the only remaining pen. The pens were made of rusty metal. The top of the enclosures had a glass ceiling, giving the animals a view of sunlight. The giraffe turned his back toward Barner. Barner smiled at the possum. A high-pitched voice near Barner said, you won't get much conversation out of him. Barner stumbled backwards in surprise. It took him a moment to realize the high voice belonged to the small hazelnut-colored squirrel. I'm sorry, what did you say? Barner asked. 
The little squirrel smiled. You won't get much conversation out of them. Out of whom? Barner asked. You won't get much conversation out of the possum. His name is Raxford, and I'm Nettie. The squirrel, excited squirrel spoke quickly. Barner had to listen closely. Oh, Barner said. Where am I? He looked around. The possum turned around and said in a gruff voice, You're in a rehabilitation pen. What? cried Barner, his eyes widening with horror. But there's nothing wrong with me. There must be. The high-pitched voice filled the room once more. Look, Nettie gestured toward Barner's leg. Your leg is bandaged. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I guess I scraped my leg when I fell into the alligator exhibit. The giraffe's head turned. You fell into the alligator exhibit? The giraffe asked. I didn't know you could talk, Nettie said. Of course I can talk. Well, it's been here for two months and you haven't said one word to me, Nettie replied. Barner's eyes widened once more. You've been here for two months, he asked Nettie. Well, sort of, he replied. The first time I scraped my leg, the zookeepers let me out and I managed to fall out of a tree. So I landed myself back here. Don't worry, you'll be out of here in no time. Nettie gave Barner a kind smile. Oh, look, Nettie said, pointing towards the ceiling. The sun has said good night and the moon has said good morning. The possum frowned at Nettie. You're so cheerful about everything, Raxford said. Barner laid down, trying to, figured he, figuring he might as well try to get some sleep. He couldn't get comfortable and kept moving around. Keep it down, said Raxford's gruff voice. Sorry, Barner said. He tried to be still, but he could not stop wondering if he would ever see his mom again. Dawn came around and Barner woke up to the sound of Nettie racing around his pen. Ready to start the day? asked the little squirrel. Hey, Pawn, said Ratsford, a small smile creeping across his face. Yes, Barner said. I've been here for about two weeks and I've woken up the same way every day. Nettie is our personal alarm clock. Barner stood up slowly. Be quiet, squirrel, said the giraffe. What? Nettie's voice was hurt. I'm sure the fawn agrees with me. Isn't this squirrel so annoying? The giraffe was now looking directly at Barner. Barner could feel six eyes boring into him. Barner didn't have to think very hard about his answer. No, I think he's nice, and I was actually hoping we could be friends. Barner smiled kindly at Nettie. The giraffe fixed his eyes on Raxford. Tell us, possum, do you think the squirrel is annoying? Barner held his breath. He looked at Nettie. Nettie looked as though he might burst into tears at any second. Barner turned back to Raxford. His face had hardened. I think we'll all agree that the only animal who's annoying is you, Raxford declared. Fine, this giraffe walked back into his pen. Barner grinned. Barner trotted over to where his pen ended and Nettie started. Nettie no longer looked like he was going to burst into tears. In fact, he had returned to his normal state of looking like he had won every competition in the world. I think we're friends now, Nettie said with delight in his voice. Yes, I think we are, said Raxford coming over. Barner smiled. Nettie, Raxford, and Barner spent the rest of the day telling and listening to each other's stories. Barner told the story of falling into the alligator exhibit many, many times. He slept better that night than the night before. Barner knew he had friends. He woke up to the sound of Nettie racing around his pen once again. Good morning, Barner, Nettie called. How did you sleep? Barner asked Nettie. Very well. I had an amazing dream that it was raining acorns. And then Braxford fell out of the sky. An acorn monster woke me up. Barner wasn't quite sure how to respond to this statement. He was safe from having to respond when the zookeepers came in. 
You can take the fawn back to his exhibit, said one zookeeper to another. Release the squirrel and the possum. Keep the... Barner was rushed out of the room before he could hear what they had to say. Barner was taken back to the veterinarian clinic where they removed his bandage. Then he was taken back to his deer exhibit. Mom, Barner yelled and bounded towards his mother. Barner, his mother replied, don't you ever leave my side again. But Barner knew that this was only one escape attempt. Thank you to Karis Clyburn for sharing that book with us. If you'd like to read the rest of the chapters, you can find the Amazon link to her book in the show notes or on our website, whenever-wherever-kids-podcast.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you later this week for another little holdover. Bye!